0: Can I tell you something? There's a band I have tried really hard to like, and I just oh. can't do it. Can I tell you what it is? What band? Wilco. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is like that is my Boney Bear. Uh,
0: okay, but do you like Wilco? Actually, though?
1: you know what I'm going to tell you. I, yeah, I I kind of like all of those. It's like th- I have a mellow folk mix on my See, bon Iver, Amazon.
0: Boney Bear should be the backbone of that. I actually folk I got
1: mix. well. I have to tell you some confession time. I've actually kind of started to like Bon Iver here's ah. my problem with Bon Iver, though is like from
0: Wisconsin okay
1: I don't like being fo- I don't like being coerced and yeah, so no, totally people so, are uh, oh, very into this, no, this get, kind of music it. and I, I don't like someone telling me that I need to like something and so it's like oh, it's like yeah. craft beer people oh. say you need to like it especially in our part of the world and I'm like I just don't and mm, don't try and make me
0: a little, little Enneagram for energy there.
1: Yeah, but I'm not. That's so weird. Maybe, but anyway, maybe you explore
0: that aspect <laughs> of should. yourself. Okay.
1: But why, why don't you like Wilco explain it?
0: Well, yeah, I heard, I heard there was an interview with them on NPR about the controversy of like what gets to count as country music. Oh yeah. 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 I just think their songs are boring. That's the whole <laughs> reason. That's, that's <laughs> all of it. You, you can't have just boring songs like they have. I just don't oh, get it. Like yeah. it's just boring, but well,
1: but, they're not at the top of my list. I would put, you know, Jason is mm. higher up.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of controversies, yes. What's a controversy that really riles you up? You know, like like gets your goat.
1: You know, <laughs> gets under
0: your skin, gets you hot and I bothered. I feel like
1: you might be able to answer that better than I could because I sort of stumble into, I kind of go through my life not thinking that I'm riled up about things, and yeah. then all of a sudden I just get triggered. Yeah. You know, like it, it could be something like Star Wars or, mm-hmm. um. You know, movie casting or show casting in a weird way. I yeah. will get so amped and then try not to get upset about things that actually matter. Well, you got
0: to have some stuff that doesn't matter, though.
1: Yeah, those are the funner things to get riled up. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. Well,
0: you know, I'll tell you this, though. For many Bible readers, for many religious people, but particularly Bible readers, oh. the answer to what gets you riled up, what really gets under your goat, historically and even today, is a new Bible translation.
1: Weird religion. 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 Weird religion.
0: Hey, everybody. My name is Brian Doak. I'm a biblical scholar.
1: Hi, I'm Leah Payne, and I'm a historian. Some people
0: say that I have the spiritual gifts of a Baptist.
1: Others say I'm more of a charismatic.
0: Together we are Pat Robertson. Oh yes, they we're all, not going to let that joke die. <laughs> <laughs> we got to stop using that for the intro. At some Just, point.
1: I wonder if anybody gets it.
0: We used to always say, "This is weird." Religion a podcast for people who know religion is weird, but love it anyway. That's
1: the that's the real intro. And there is
0: something very therapeutic about hearing a repeated intro in a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I think I feel like we did that for people for a really long time. But um, we're in
1: search of a new tagline.
0: Yeah, you know, DM us somewhere. Let yes. us let us know. What do you think? Okay, I have a new sound effect for us today. Can I play it? Okay, I made please. this for you. I made Brian this, makes all our sound effects. I made this for you. And of course, in case you're tuning in to this exact pod as the first episode ever, we sometimes make sound effects and things um in the black in the, in, in the black lodge style of Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. which is to say um we record things backwards and then backmask the backwards <laughs> recording. So, um like for instance our laugh <laughs> is a backwards thing. <laughs> that The, went to the cool clap a while. is also Backwards um, thing, but this one. See if you can figure this out. It's not totally clear, but here it is. Oh, oh. controversial.
1: controversial. <laughs> that's all, the only it's reason uh, why it's, I it's know that is it's, it's because con- con- controversial. I only know that because we've done so much backmasking. Yeah, that's right. In, you, in the course of these many, you years.
0: develop an ear for it. <laughs> So today we're going to talk about <laughs> oh, a new oh, Bible translation that is kicking up massive amounts of controversy online. Right. Actually it's not, which I, I think is part of the question. I, I really want to ask you about this because I know you're going to have at least a hot take if not a thoughtful mm. take on this mm. issue. Okay, so this is called, readers of the Bible will be familiar with a Bible called the NRSV, yes. the New Revised Standard Version. When you think, Dr. Leah Payne of mm-hmm. the NRSV, when you think of it in terms of like branding and messaging and mm-hmm. like, what is it? What do you, what are you thinking of? When, you, when you're thinking of an outfit, when you're thinking of a personality, when you're thinking oh, of people, right. yes. whom, whom, what are you thinking of?
1: Well, I'll describe it short briefly. And then, you know, I think of a very respectable, mm. highly educated, yes. Mainline. Yep. Protestant. Yep. Liturgical. Mm. Uh, person wearing a,
0: you're thinking about some some Methodists. I'm
1: you're, thinking about Methodists, Presbyterians. You're thinking about Episcopalians. some Episcopalians. You're yeah. picking up not people. not ACNA, but
0: not not ba- not Southern Baptists.
1: Not Southern Baptists. No way. No not way. Southern Baptist, NIV all the way. is not, what I picture. You're not
0: thinking of people who meet in chairs in a gym with a TED talk and a Coldplay concert you're thinking more niv esv
1: yeah that that's where you or even you know the message gets in the message
0: absolutely
1: i love this conversation about branding and biblical translations yeah you you know you bible prof you tell me what do you picture well
0: i I picture what i picture is the 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 academy of biblical scholars would only ever use in translation the nrsv um like now, so many... now,
1: why not the NASB? Answer me that. Oh,
0: I, I the NASB is a fascinating one um, because the NASB has a translation philosophy that's a little bit more woodenly literal, you might say. Yeah, it's kind of
1: clunky, but... It's
0: clunky. I, I think it maybe is because, you know, the, all this stuff, it's, it's like with music, it's like with bands, it's like with clothing when you're in middle school. All this stuff is, it's like with politics it's in political. the United States. It's very tribal. This stuff yeah. is deeply political, deeply tribal. And so people get really into their... Uh, you know, the like branding, yeah, associated. like their thing, and I, I wonder if the NASB. I, I think one thing that could ruin it for one group is that another group likes it. Oh right, you know what I mean. I so see, I, see. I wonder if the NASB. I don't. The NASB is a Bible that I, I just don't remember any kind of um, information about. Well, here, um,
1: Here's what I remember. I'm looking it up it. right now. When I was taking Greek, when I was taking Greek as a grad student yeah. and I was not great at it. Oh, I know. I see honest. where this is going. Yep. Yeah. That was the one that I would look to, to check mm-hmm. myself because it did seem closest, even mm-hmm. though it was, and maybe that's why it was a little bit clunky because if you've never taken biblical yep. Greek, I it's a it's a beautiful and fascinating language yeah. but one of the things about it is that it's not structured like our right. you know um English grammar and Correct. so it's you know I I found that to be very helpful when mm. I was struggling mm-hmm. to get through it Yeah. So I was just like why totally. why are the academic types not yeah. you know
0: well, I, I needed a little refresher okay. course on the NASB, the New American Standard Bible, this one we're talking about, the English translation uh, the English translation published by the Lachman Foundation.
1: Okay, what's released that? in nineteen
0: sixty. Okay. I have no idea. Okay. Looking that up now. <laughs> uh, it's a nonprofit, interdenominational Christian ministry. Um, here's here's the translation philosophy of the NASB. Four points. These publications shall be true to the original languages. They shall be grammatically correct. They should be understandable. Number four, they shall give the Lord Jesus Christ his proper place, the place which the word gives him. That's where it is. So it's an evangelical thing, basically. Okay. And that's why. So then
1: it gets stuck with evangelical branding.
0: Precisely. And so yeah, So so the the controversy that we're talking about here. That's kind of of a bad sound effect because it doesn't doesn't hit quick enough. You know, Um, I think that's part of the problem there. But anyway. (laughs) Um, this is called Clunkily, the NRSV UE. Now, they oh have boy. it, we have it in the title of our episode here in all caps as we do all of our titles for some reason. And now we're locked into that forever and can never get away from it. But rather, it's in lower, the UE is in lowercase when they spell it out. So it stand, the UE stands for updated edition so
1: lowercase g- oh my goodness so they're updating okay
0: they're updating the nrsv now
1: nrsv yeah nrsv the view What's called the, the view oh yeah that would be let's if it, it, it were an evangelical branding machine they would have already decided to call it the view now let like me, crew yo. instead of campus crusade
0: <laughs> anyway. anyway let me situate this bible um and its controversy or its lack thereof, which is what I want to ask you about. Now, let me give a little intro here to this. And then I have a I have a weighty question for you. Oh, wow. It's more like an American cultural question at this very moment of faith in America question. Mm. So just prepare for mm. it. And so many of those. With apologies in advance for the long prologue. <laughs> the revised standard version, not the NRSV, but just the RSV, the, the kind of the, the mothership of the NRSV, was first published in 1952. Right. It was uh, significantly the first English translation to use the Dead Sea Scrolls. Oh,
1: I was going to ask about that. Yep. Fascinating. Which okay. had actually
0: only been, What you an know, exciting
1: moment that yeah. must have been. Oh, How biblical exciting. studies
0: has not had anything remotely as exciting since the Dead Sea Scrolls. We've Ooh. been sitting around for about, what, seven decades now, basically wishing. We're due wishing, for
1: something fun and just thrilling like that. Anyway, oh, keep please. going. Uh, yes.
0: Let's please just do that for us. <laughs> Archaeology. Universe, we're, world. Yep. Um. Shepherd. One piece of controversy, uh, one one controversy piece of con- contra- oh. controversy
1: mm-hmm.
0: God, no. <laughs> that the the RSV introduced into the world is one well known, which is around Isaiah mm. one of the most famous passages in the Bible, wherein the prophet speaks to the king and says, "Look, you don't want to ask for a sign from God? I'll give you one anyway." The and in Hebrew, the word here is the alma, alma is okay. with child. And now Alma in Hebrew actually means young woman. Right. There's a lot of technical terms for young women because this is an economic thing. This is a political thing. There are terms like betula, which means virgin, Mm -hmm. like very technically Mm -hmm. not the word that's used. Alma means young woman, probably of an age where the woman is not marriageable yet, but maybe on the cusp of being marriageable. Okay.
1: Oh, wait, wait. Um, so the Dead Sea Scrolls says,
0: "Yeah, this has nothing to do. This is just Hebrew, and the Dead oh, okay, Sea Scrolls okay. are all, yeah. Sorry, I, I sort of linked to that to the Dead Sea Scrolls. Oh, okay. Thing, this is just like the I basic Hebrew. I don't think the I don't think the Dead Sea Scrolls offered any like wild new light on this. Okay, okay. Fact. okay. They were just the first. The, NR- the RSV was just the first that dared to translate that word Alma as young, young woman, woman instead of as though it were a different word. This other word Batula, or as Greek." Uh, almost all of the early Greek translations have Parthenos, which means right, virgin. Virgin, right? Which is the transla- which was the translation that early Christian authors were using. I'm not sure that that exactly determined the the Virgin Mary kind of thing, but it you know it certainly helps if you have a word that's like the exact word. Right. And it's it's not at all clear in Isaiah in 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 its quote context in 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 Isaiah chapter seven, 14 in the old Testament that he's talking, that he would be talking about a miraculous virgin birth, but just that it's part of, he's pointing to somebody around and being like, right. So they, they dared to actually translate that as young woman. It caused really one of the first big 20th century translation wars. One of the first controversies.
1: Ah.
0: So they got really into this. Okay. Now, um, the NRSV though was, is an update of the RSV, 1989 National Council of Churches. There you go with your mainline thing. Oh, there the, we go. The NCC. Now nothing screams mainline like the National Council of Churches. Okay. Right. Um, there was, uh, y- you know, and then and then you get the evangelicals. They're going to do their own, right? The NIV, 1978 by Biblica, which is now owned by Zondervan. Zondervan owned by Ruper- oh, yeah. Rupert Murdoch of the Fox yep. News Empire. So. You get into some politics here, you get into some news, you had the ESV in 2001, which was also a revision of the RSV by the way, but it was by Crossway, which was an evangelical thing. Mm -hmm. So the RSV kind of branched out and people tried to like reclaim it for evangelicals, AKA for God, okay? And the, the NRSV, like they were reclaiming <laughs> it for, you know, for scholars or for science. Whatever they did, for science. Um, the NIV, though, fascinatingly, this is I, I know, you know, this story, you know, this thing about the TNIV. In oh, 2002. yeah, of course. Of course they tried was. to do gender neutral updates like where they where it would say, please, brothers, they would say, please, brothers and, and sisters and yeah. people. This was right when blogging started. Anyone out there did a blog around 2002? Right. That was when people were really getting into blogs, you know? Right. It was right around the time we graduated from college. <laughs> that was when people were really, like, Where blogging. People were That's like,
1: like, I'm going to blog. Yes. And
0: so- um, That was,
1: like, Substack before, Substack. Yep, yep, it
0: was. And it flopped. And so they had <laughs> to pull it. But then they rebranded, they they essentially relaunched it in 2011 as the NIV 2011 with with a lot of the gender inclusivity, but just like not all of it. And it basically, then people- Past
1: didn't, muster somehow.
0: Why does that happen? Why didn't people care about it the second time? Just got exhausted? Time passed from 2002
1: to 2011? I, you know, I think that's a really interesting question because- That's I not the big say, question I have for yeah, you. That's coming. But yeah, just okay. this one
0: first, small question. Why didn't people care about the, the, the NIV rebrand thing? You know,
1: I feel like people would answer that differently. It differently, some would say, "Aha!" They'd use this sort of like the moral arc of evangelicalism bends toward egalitarianism. <laughs> I think I'm I'm very suspicious of those kinds of arguments.
0: That was a great phrase there. Thank you, you. you. you thank you. Okay.
1: Um, but I I think that the more likely explanation that i would look for is that they were too busy being worried about something else like it just didn't catch their attention for other reasons i would guess
0: Do do you not think there's something social psychological about that too like the first time you get riled up but then the second time you just don't quite have the energy for it again
1: yeah, yeah, but I, I don't know. You know, it's like conservative evangelicals boycott Disney every like ten years or so.
0: Yeah, you can always get <laughs> they're wild.
1: after it right now, so it's got get riled up about it. Yeah, again. you know, there's some things that they'll still. Um, here's
0: the question, I guess I want to ask you, and I, I, I'm gonna need another. I, I guess we need another foray into what this NRSVUE. Man, this is so confusing. All these yeah, acronyms. <laughs> there's a lot of them. Keep it straight, people. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the changes that they did make. Now, they made about 20,000 substantive changes. And by substantive, I think they just mean...
1: It changes the substance of the sentence?
0: Yeah. I, I, a lot of these aren't going to necessarily strike a person as massive. Okay. But And I'm reading here, and we'll post this. I'm reading Um. um I'm reading an interview. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Is it sort of like track changes where if you like searched, you find <laughs> yeah. like yep. it's not 20,000 individual changes, but many repetitions of like a few yep. different? Okay. okay. Yep. That I, makes sense. I, I
0: think so. Well, let's give some examples here. Let's put some flesh on okay. these bones. Um, and I'll do this by way of an interview, which we'll post. I found kind of helpful with... Um, somebody who was on the committee for this NRSVUE um, and his name is Abraham Smith. He's a professor of New Testament at SMU, Southern Methodist University, Perkins, Perkins? Yes, Perkins School of Theology. Here, I'm showing Leo the page here. There he is. Oh, okay, cool. Looking like a respectable New Testament scholar. Nice. Um, Definitely doing that SBL vibe in terms of the (laughs) the clothing. Okay, you got to like it. Um, yes. Thank you, Dr. Smith for this. Um, they do an interview with him and they're like, what are some examples of the changes? Like, what did they do? Um, so here are some examples and I'm partly quoting from the interview here to avoid defining a person by disability. The NRSVUE makes a good faith effort effort to adopt person first diction. So probably some people are familiar with this. Yes. Matthew two, four, for example, speaks of instead of demoniacs, or oh, speaks right. of people about this, possessed yes. by demons or having epilepsy or afflicted with paralysis. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, likewise, to make a distinction between a person's identity and a condition imposed on that person, Galatians 4.22 uses, instead of saying slave woman says, an enslaved woman, mm-hmm. E-N. So it, it puts it in the passive, so as not to make a person's ontological status a slave. Yes,
1: I actually appreciate that.
0: So yes. that's so that's going to be a lot of instances in the yeah. Bible right there because the Bible talks about slaves a lot.
1: Right, right. So
0: you're going to get enslaved people. Yeah, talk about this. I mean, what do you think about this? This has been a big cultural movement to use this kind of language lately.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I have noticed that in many different circles, like the, the demoniac versus person with... Possession or possessed person, it seems like an analog to conversations about mental health, Mm -hmm. like where you, instead of saying, depressed person person with depression you right. know so it kind of distinguishes between like make, homeless tries,
0: versus unhoused or yeah, something like yeah. That. i guess unhoused and homeless are actually synonyms so i don't quite see how that helps people without homes, people without homes like yeah that. or temporarily without.
1: yeah people who live outside that kind of thing so it kind of establishes the personhood as a distinct thing right from the condition that they are living with right and so and i think especially with Slavery, I think, and especially given, you know, if this is, I would guess that the committee is largely American. uh, Yes. And so, you know, our country's heinous history with slavery has a really distinct, like, there are distinct components to that conversation where I can see there'd be a special value on separating Mm -hmm. the person from the state of enslavement. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's too technical of a response, but I, no, I don't That know, why, to me, no. I'm like, wow, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Let's go for it. It's, I, mean, I don't I, see that as controversial.
0: I see this. Um, Abraham Smith is on the translation committee. I can't find a, a ready list of all the translators, but okay. it, it did it did happen in stages and it was run through the Society of Biblical Literature, the main scholarly guild of academic biblical studies. And so I'm guessing it was a lot. It was probably very similar to the NRSV committee, which was an ecumenical group. Mm-hmm. It was Protestants, it was Catholics, it was even people who were not probably easily identified exactly in a faith community in their real life. I mean maybe they teach at some like, you know, some mainline school or something like that. And also Jews who are not Christian non Christian Jews. So right. um, I'm guessing the I'm guessing that I wouldn't be shocked to see the translator list is is similar to that list.
1: That I mean, I you know, I'm sure that someone could could um gather some energy to make this those choices controversial but I to me that just seems like who would be super upset by that
0: well okay this is the question that I want to ask you so okay audience did we set the stage enough <laughs> to like start talking about this now um, there are more things that can be said about the changes and maybe we can get into some of the more details we'll post links of course and you can do a deep dive if you want but here's the question I guess I want to ask I wanted as a setup for this to okay. go online and find like everyone who is
1: freaking out oh that's a fun setup. slash public freak
0: out <laughs> About this translation. That's
1: how we do it. Weird religion. This is how we
0: do it. Just going, just ambulance chasing. Just straight for it. And you know, I looked, and the crowd goes mild. Oh, on this one. Well,
1: that's kind of weirdly refreshing. I'm a little tired of controversy.
0: Let's. I I did find one thing, and we can get to it. We can get to it in a moment and see what they say. I guess I wanted to ask you, like, are you surprised though? And you've already anticipated the question a little bit. Are you surprised that people are not are not going nuts about this update?
1: Well, you know, I guess I am a mildly. As far as I can call tell, call my surprise level on a scale of one to ten, mild. Yeah, I'm going to put it like a two or three. Yeah, only because you know, I just know that the you know better than I do, but the politics around the Bible, and yeah, biblical yeah. interpretation, yep. are they're just so intense and well established. I would I would expect just like the the gut level response of say someone who's a biblical scholar, who's like a, a NIV diehard yeah. would just immediately want to find something, you know,
0: not too many scholars are NIV diehards, but you could see you some know what I'm insta- saying. No, like, I do. I'm just joking. You know. I'm just saying it's like, but I think actually, so many- <laughs> by the way, side note, I, I use the NIV a lot in teaching because I, I, I hoped that some of my audience would be more familiar with it or would not have right. their hackles raised. Yeah. And that would make it harder to talk about the stuff you want to talk about. Also, because Did you find N- that to be true? I d- well, sort of. I found that people went, mi- the crowd went mild about it. You know, I <laughs> mean, I, I don't problem. know. I don't teach Bible As classes, in
1: but in my experience, students just are com- almost completely illiterate, Exa- exactly. regardless of their exactly. background when it comes exactly. to the Bible. There so.
0: might have been. You have to almost you have to almost talk about and recreate what the controversy was. The other thing I liked about the NIV and no Bible is free of yeah. this. Um, pr- sort of problem certainly not the NRSV and certainly not the NRSVUE. UE but one thing I liked about the NIV is they they committed what I considered to be at least I had curated my own personal list of translation howlers that I thought <laughs> were great because it illustrated something that I made a big deal about whenever teaching kind of intro to bible type mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. which is that all translations are interpretations
1: you know it's funny all that you translation say that.
0: is interpretations. So. I
1: ha- I have this one mm-hmm. memory of I took um Hebrew Bible from Jack Sasson do you mm-hmm. know oh Dr. yeah Dr. Sasson oh yeah what a fun guy to take I've, Bible from.
0: I've got a I've got a story about him, but, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, he
1: was really fun because ten minutes before class, he would put on old Hollywood films of <laughs> so like he'd do like David and Bathsheba. Oh, he's an entertainer. The ten Commandments. He's an entertainer. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You, you were. We were always laughing in that class. But anyway, one of the things I think I remember right is that he would compare. The KJV King James version, which a lot of people who consider themselves to be like mm-hmm. Bible snobs
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, would complain about the King James version. But he would find instances where the translation was, according to him, yeah, better than yes. the NRSV. Yes. And yes, w- yes. Ju- to illustrate the point that right. you're just t- that you were just now talking about.
0: um, Totally. Totally. Um, And, you know, OK, let me float this thought by you. Tell me what do you think of it? OK. Um, Here's another reason why the crowd goes mild and why there's not too much. I think th- I think people have gotten, I think in a sense, not only is the case, so we wandered into one of my reasons that I would have too, which is I think people have just, you know, this whole complaint about biblical literacy going down and all this stuff. It's basically true. Like the stuff has faded <laughs> it is, from, the stuff has yeah. faded from public consciousness in a way that people aren't, people aren't getting riled up about this the way that they used to. So mm-hmm. there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that there's probably an effect. I th- This is my question I have for you. Do you think there's an effect in all of this too? Not just that this is faded and people are like, oh, geez. Because because you're right. I mean, just like Disney or anything, this people could get riled up, riled up about this right. stuff. They could again. It just depends. I think it's because probably for evangelicals, whatever's left of that term in America now or whatever that means, TBD, topic for another day. Right. I, I think that because for the people who tend to get most riled up about the translation wars, this is seen as like an outsider thing. Like, oh yeah, it's those woke people doing their woke thing. And it's not, it's not a threat from the inside, really. It's like, we have our own Bible now. And there are so many Bibles, so many commercial Bibles, so many commercial translations. It's not like there's nothing that really prop- proposes to speak for everybody anymore. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're not coming in and trying to speak for me and my Bible in the pew, I kind of don't really have to care that much. It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, it's funny that you say that because I had the conscious thought, you know, when you floated that question, if Beth Moore were trying to sell this Bible, mm. the right people would get riled yes. up. You know what N- I mean? That's
0: precisely my point. Yeah, great example. Yeah,
1: yes. so I agree. I think that yep. it, it the the conversation is fragmented so much yep. that the the people who are going to peel off and get upset about this have all, already peeled. They're they're having a separate level or separate set of conversations correct and so yes i think to a certain degree the attention has been diluted um to where people are not going to get super upset about that yeah but i think you're your bigger your first point is the bigger reason which right. is that yes yes if you look at there are no shortage of evangelical controversies like right now i've been watching the southern baptist like heinous conversation right now about um an the mm. cover up of sexual abuse in the yep. in the Southern Baptist Convention. Yep. So Baptists are very riled up about this right. in a number of different directions. Right. Um but they are for the most part at least as far as I can tell because I've been reading several articles about it not really talking about the Bible much. So it's fascinating to me that even the Southern Baptists right are I mean, you know, they might like lob a a a passage at each other back and forth. But, you know, even like the, the kinds of traditions that would have defined themselves by their biblical literacy are fighting. They're certainly fighting, (laughs) but they're not really using the Bible as much as you would expect. And that is fascinating. Now they've,
0: now they have had a little bit of a training ground. They've had a little bit of basic training over -hmm. the past. I don't know what, like five or six years in not really appealing to the Bible too much because,
1: Right. about certain things. Yes. Yeah. Like for example, I You're mean talking I'm talking about the Trump administration. I am talking about the Trump administration. Yeah, no no no, like, I think that's exactly what because it
0: right. gets get awkward fat. You have to you have to kind of pivot to something else.
1: Well, when you think about those Bible, you know, kind of diehards, yeah. um the, yeah, they are I think that's I think there's really something to that. You kind of have to change the subject. You know what? Moment, I I would tie it back to the moment when Donald Trump was campaigning at Liberty University, and he did the thing where he talked about uh, two Corinthians, two Corinthians. sounds like a setup to a joke. Two Corinthians, talk We're about the politics of
0: speech and like how just how how nuanced right. is because of course any Bible reading Christian would say Second Corinthians, you don't yes. say two Corinthians. Although so, scholars will sometimes say things like Two Kings, Two Corinthians, but not. Oh really? I never say, heard it. Yeah, just as a shorthand because oh, it's, okay. it's faster than saying Second. But let's just say Donald J. Trump was not speaking yes. as a scholar. He of was
1: the Bible. flaunting his biblical illiteracy, and not only. <laughs> I mean, just his biblical illiteracy, but his evangelical illiteracy. Oh yeah, did anyone? And did they anyone think did otherwise? Not care. I mean, for th- the most part.
0: Okay, now we already need to do some corrections within the episode. Um, okay. according to the Yale University Library page on the NRSV UE, it's ten thousand substantive rev- revisions. Oh, not, okay, and twenty. So the twenty thousand number was from somewhere. It's twenty thousand. Minor revisions. So oh, I guess a, I p- a see, person I could see. say that it's substantive. So it depends how you use that word. But you so know what?
1: Ch- Honestly, those numbers are both. So yeah, good. just, so, just even. a <laughs> lot.
0: Changes slave, to, uh, changes slave woman to enslaved woman. Changes okay. wise men to magi. Oh, okay. Changes that's, demoniacs. Right. Okay, I already mentioned that one. Um, adding capitalization to Jewish high holy days. So oh. instead of Sabbath with a lowercase s, they put the capital S.
1: Oh, I appreciate that.
0: Um, In Mark's 14. Like you would Christmas. Yeah, that's right. Know? Changes Mm -hmm. "servant girl" to "female servant" because the idea of a little servant girl sounds like diminutive, diminutive, like a little servant girl. Okay, right. So those are some of the other changes. Now I did find one page, and this seems to be the leading. Kind of bloggish post where somebody's mad about it. <laughs> it's from this page called Juicy Ecumenism. We'll post it here. Okay. Um, Juicy Ecumenism people, if you're listening, reach out to us. We're not making fun of you here, nor are we promoting. We're just noting you're one of the only people who's gotten kind of
1: upset. It's called,
0: uh, the title is Beware Liberal NRSVUE Bible Translation Update. Okay. And
1: basically, they're I'm just. I'm waiting for it.
0: You know, they're just kind of saying, they're just like, look, the, first of all, they're like the NCC. Boo! Oh
1: right, okay. So right. So there. they're gonna check all those boxes.
0: Second, they're like, "Yeah, this is just a bunch of woke people doing woke stuff." Okay. Um, okay. kind of like you know, ruining the Bible because just for modern sensibilities. Although they do raise a thing, and I realize we don't have time to really unpack this, but I think there is a thing to be considered historically from a scholarly perspective about about making translations more respectful, in in line with common usage, which is. Do you want to also though reflect the kind of attitude that the text has towards something?
1: Yeah, that's a tough one. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it is really.
0: Like tough. the like one thing that the new NIV updates did, they, there's a place in Isaiah where there's a kind of a rant about war. And mm. war is a very gendered thing in the ancient world, of course. And they say something like, Oh, and our enemies are going to flee like women. It says like women, oh, Nashim yeah. in Hebrew. Although that they change it though to be like, our enemies are gonna flee like cowards or something oh, like that. Yeah, and I, I'm I like, no, agree. no, no, you gotta yeah. say like women even though that's gross because that's what the text is saying. Now, from a theological perspective, you might have to deal with that.
1: But well, you know, I mean, the thing about that for me—so I get it. But it doesn't—it doesn't actually re- explain why someone like Deborah is remarkable. If you—if you don't already have the setup, sure. That women, yes, Deborah, you the know Book what I mean. Judges. Anyway, yeah, we could know. have that conversation. for I long know. Time.
0: So, so I think they've got like those. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in this kind of debate, and and one could go into examples, but um, this is the kind of thing that that there's potential for. there's just very little of it so far.
1: Well, let's hope for more controversy so that we can talk about it.
0: Oh.
1: Hey, thanks for listening, weirdos.
0: Find us on weirdreligion.com and also Twitter and other places. Instagram, all the
1: socials. Yeah! And Facebook if you are of a certain age. Join us. Join us.
0: Oh no, we say that at the end. Or at the beginning.
1: Mm, They can still join. (laughs) (laughs)